are you ready for a fresh start? Well, given the seemingly nonstop disruptions in almost every aspect of our lives in recent years, there's a fair chance that you might just be thinking about making some changes in your life. And if that's the case, perhaps you're looking for a good place to start. Welcome back to Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth. I'm your host, Al Waller. And today, it's especially my pleasure to have both Katherine Collinson, founding CEO and president of Nonprofit Transamerica Institute and its Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies, as well as Mihaela Bense, Transamerica Institute's public health expert, to share their research findings and five recommendations to help people chart a new course for their health and financial well-being. But before we get started, just a reminder that it's always a pleasure hearing from you and learning about the topics you'd like us to cover or even provide feedback. So to that end, please drop either Catherine, Mihaela, or me a note at info at transamericainstitute.org. Now, to get the ball rolling, I'll direct my first question to you, Catherine, in terms of what you perceive as an overarching theme in your research. Hey, Al. I'd like to start with some positive findings from our most recent survey. More than 8 in 10 Americans say they have close relationships with family and friends, they're generally happy, and they're enjoying life. However, the survey also yields concerning news. More than 4 in 10 Americans often feel unmotivated and overwhelmed, which tells me that many people might be ready for a change in their life. Agreed. And given the statistics you just referenced, that is concerning, Catherine. Now, as referenced up front, I promised that you and Mihaela would share five recommendations. So, Mihaela, what's your take on health? You know, Al, protecting our health should be front and center of all of our efforts. Without health, it's extremely difficult to engage in our life priorities, whether they are family, career, or enjoying life. Health is the number one item on our list of recommendations. Our survey asks about health activities that people engage in on a consistent basis. It's hardly surprising that relatively few people say that they're engaging in healthy eating, exercising regularly, or getting plenty of rest. But it's also shocking, especially given what's at stake. Many people likely have a good sense of where they can make improvements to their health. So that rather than putting your listeners on a new diet or some exercise regimen or something of that nature, I invite everyone to consider long-term health when making lifestyle decisions. Only 19% of Americans indicate that they do this. Being mindful of our daily decisions can lead to smaller, healthier actions that really add up over time. Well, amen to that, Mayella. Now, one thing I've observed in some of the recent headlines is that the sense of loneliness has reached an epidemic proportion in many parts of America. And while not wanting to ask a leading question, but you know I will, is addressing loneliness on your combined list of five recommendations? Yes, it is. Addressing loneliness is our second recommendation. Loneliness is something that affects lots of people, especially coming out of the pandemic. Social isolation and loneliness can be really detrimental to our quality of life and long-term health. Only about half of Americans say that they're socializing with family and friends on a consistent basis. 31% say they often feel isolated and lonely. Our recommendation is actually twofold. So if you're experiencing loneliness, it might be obvious, but it's very important to reach out to a family member or a friend or even a neighbor. One way to make new friends is to engage in volunteer work through a community organization. And if you don't belong to one yet, it's pretty easy to join one. The second recommendation of this is what we call an everyone responsibility. 
It's important that we all be on the lookout for people who may be experiencing loneliness and reach out to them and invite them to join us doing social activities. If you're interested in learning more about loneliness, check out our recent podcast episode on overcoming feelings of loneliness. Great points, Mahela. I especially appreciate your recommendation that we all look after our friends and loved ones because let's face it, we live in a busy world where it's just way too easy to get swept up in our own little world, causing us to be slow to notice when somebody may be actually really hurting. Now, you just used the expression, everyone responsibility, and if memory serves me, I recall Catherine using that expression on one of our previous podcast episodes, but it was in a different context. So Catherine, could you shed some light on this? Absolutely, Al. Another all-important everyone responsibility is caregiving. In the immortal words of former First Lady Rosalind Carter, who will be forever renowned for her outstanding advocacy and support of caregivers, she famously said, and I quote, there are only four kinds of people in the world, those who have been caregivers, those who are currently caregivers, those who will be caregivers, and those who will need caregivers. Our third recommendation, Al, is for people to proactively plan for the distinct possibility of either becoming a caregiver or needing care later in life. Especially now, as the baby boomer generation is growing older and the cost of long-term care is skyrocketing, millions of adult children will be called upon to provide care for an aging parent or loved one. Our research finds that more than one-third of employed workers are either currently serving and or have served as a caregiver in the past. By considering potential caregiving needs, we can have candid conversations with our families and friends and brainstorm solutions. Although many people may not be inclined to pursue this topic, I just want to emphasize it is so much better to proactively plan than wait until a crisis when emotions are running high and options are running low. Agreed. And as I've referenced, you know, my family and many of our friends have encountered these circumstances, which really underscores the importance of having these candid conversations up front. But at the same time, remembering to be tactful as well as sensitive in your approach. And to that end, for our listeners who are interested in learning more, check out our recent podcast episode about spotlight on caregivers in the workplace. Well, let's see. We've now covered two health-related recommendations. A third recommendation of caregiving, which in my view is an intersection of health and financial well-being is, well, let's talk about the money. In reality, most people are juggling competing financial priorities, ranging from paying off debt to saving for retirement and building emergency savings. When considering lifestyle changes, I invite our listeners to review their financial priorities to ensure that they are in alignment with their life priorities and everyday realities. And I want to share an example that we see in our research uh, over and over again. Americans indicate they've saved $4,000, that's the median amount, in emergency savings to cover the cost of a major financial setback, which is dramatically less than what they're saving for retirement. And here's the rub. If and when disaster strikes, many are tapping into the retirement savings before retirement, taking loans and or early withdrawals. 
doing so is not only counterproductive to their long-term goals in the event of early withdrawals, it could also lead to tax consequences. Ultimately, our fourth recommendation, which is of course, money related, is to create a budget and financial plan. By doing so, you're creating a roadmap for not only your financial future, but your overall future. Oh yeah, lest we forget that uh, critical importance of the financial element. Now it's time for, drum roll please. Our fifth and final recommendation. Here you go. Here we go. The one thing that we haven't covered yet is strategizing for older age and that time in life when we're no longer working. Our fifth and final recommendation is to strategize for retirement. Over our many years of survey work, we repeatedly find that relatively few workers and people who are not yet retired have a financial strategy for retirement in the form of a written plan. Many say they have an unwritten plan, but it's all in their head. And we know through experience that you really need to crunch the numbers. Things that might sound good in your head just don't pencil out on paper. So formulate a plan, and put it in writing. Uh, In doing so, the couple of things that are so important are to understand the level of savings and retirement income that you'll need later in life so that you can financially plan for it. Now, many people just may not know where to get started. So here's what I suggest. If your employer offers a retirement plan, a great way to get started is to check into the plan provider's educational tools and resources. If you're not offered a plan, start by checking with your bank or credit union or other financial services institution. And for our listeners who are interested in learning more, check out our recent podcast episode on Strategizing for Retirement Explained. Well, Catherine and Mihaela, I'd like to thank you both for your insights and observations today. And before we wrap things up, let's recap those five recommendations. Protecting your health, addressing loneliness, planning for caregiving needs, creating a budget and financial plan, and strategizing for retirement. Now, before we sign off, though, any final words of wisdom that um, either of you would like to share? Mihaela? Oh, your health is your wealth, so make sure to take good care of yourself. Good point. Catherine? Al, we can embark on new beginnings at any time, at the start of a new year, the dawn of a new day, or when the moment of inspiration strikes. Each step we take can propel us to take additional steps. And before we know it, we're well on our way down the road to change. Well, there's a clarion call to action if ever I heard one. So again, Mihaela, Catherine, many thanks for this inspiring conversation. And here's to exciting new beginnings for all of us. And for our listeners who are interested in reading the survey report that we've referenced throughout the episode, it's titled A Compendium of Demographic Influences on Retirement Security, and it can be found at www.transamericainstitute.org. Until the next time, I'm your host, Al Waller. Stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening. Clear Path, Your Roadmap to Health and Wealth is brought to you by Transamerica Institute, a nonprofit, private foundation dedicated to identifying, researching, and educating the public about health and wellness, employment, financial literacy, longevity, and retirement. You can find our weekly podcast on WYPR's website and mobile app, 
wherever you get your podcasts and at transamericainstitute.org forward slash podcast. Clear Path, Your Roadmap to Health and Wealth is produced by the Transamerica Institute with assistance from WYPR. The information provided here is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as insurance, securities, ERISA, tax, investment, legal, medical, or financial advice or guidance.